the volume nice and loud. Because we are controlling transmission with dance beats and RB. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl with your host, Dawn Marie. Hello, my drumsters. It's Marie Mutel. Welcome back to another episode of The Little Drummer Girl. And today, we are here to talk about how to stay motivated when the motivation starts to disappear. <laughs> now, keeping us going every day is could be a fight, right? There's plenty of times where I just don't feel like doing things. I'm just like, oh, the heck with it. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. And all I want to do is watch a movie or watch some, you know, reruns of my favorite shows. But I know that in order for me to succeed at the things that I'm trying to do with my life, I'm going to have to push myself a little bit harder than I want to achieve those things that I'm looking to do. And so now if you're in that situation and you know that procrastination gets you, then here's a couple of little things you can do to just stay focused. And that's the number one thing is to stay focused. Now, I know it's like hard if you have ADD like me, it's like, okay, you're doing one thing here and then you're going to do something there and you're going to bounce them back and forth, back and forth. What I've learned over the years is that I have to really work on that one thing and finish it and then I can move on to the next thing. Now, sometimes that's always not the case. Like when I'm doing event planning, I might be running, you know, around like a chicken without a head and talking to this one, getting that thing done. And sometimes that's the way it goes. But as long as it's getting done, then I don't mind having to jump around as long as it's getting done. But if I'm jumping around and nothing's getting done, then that's a problem. So if you find that you're feeling very scattered, I want you to reel it in. Here's some ways that you can stay focused. One of the things I love to do is to use a planner. And what I do is I just take a list of things to do today. And I start with that. And I do it before I go to bed. Before I go to bed tonight, I look at my daily list and I write down the three most important things that I want to do tomorrow that have to get done. Then I write down all the other things I would love to do that may not get done. And it's okay if they don't get done because they're not really crucial and it can be done the next day or the day after that if necessary. But by having those first three things on your list, you know that in order to move forward on whatever it is you're working on, that's going to help you stay the course. That's going to help you stay motivated and focused and do it at the best time of day for you. If you're a morning person, then do it the first thing in the morning. If you're a night owl, then do it at night when you've got that energy. Because if you don't, you're going to be doing it and it's going to look half-assed. You're going to do it and it's going to come out crappy. You're going to do it and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be your best work. So you want to do these important things at your best time. The next thing to do is you may have those three items on your list, but there may be components of each of those that have to get done. So what I want you to do is break them out. Now, Most of us say, oh, I don't have the time or I'm too busy. I got too much on my plate. Let me tell you, I've had a shitload of stuff on my plate and I still got stuff done. And what do they say? You want to get something done, give it to a busy person. So don't tell me you don't have time because everybody's got the same amount of time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? And think about the people who are really successful, how much they accomplish. Now, yes, okay, they have teams of people that can help them with stuff, but that wasn't always the case. 
you know, before they got big and was able to hire employees and staff and this and that and get volunteers, they started out with just themselves at their kitchen table or their, you know, wherever it was. So don't use these excuses because you know what? We all have a bag of excuses, 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 right? You know, oh, the reason we can't do this and the reason we can't do that. But I like to call it the reason I can do it bag, okay? And so say, I can do this because blah, blah, blah. I can do this because yada, yada, yada. Get my point? Okay, cool. So break them down, break them into micro pieces so that you know, okay, you know, this here, I can't do until 9am when the office is open or whatever, you got to make that phone call, you got to send an email. They may not be accessible because it's an office and they're not open till whatever. If it's in the evening and they may be closed, write it down tomorrow morning, first thing, call so and so send out the email tonight, schedule it out, whatever you need to do. I find if you keep that list going with you every day, you're going to see things are starting to get checked off. Because if you don't plan it, you know, uh, who was it that said, if you fail to plan, you can plan to fail. And it's true. If you don't figure out what it is you want to do and write it down and see it in front of you every day, you're going to forget. I know I do. It's like if I don't write it down it's as good as forgotten. And that comes with dreams and everything else. And that's why I have a dream journal next to my bed. So when I wake up, I can write it down. A lot of times I have design dreams because I do like to do uh, fashion designs and stuff. So I will have a dream about a design and wake up or something for a movie and wake up and be like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm writing it down and trying to sketch it out so that I have a memory of it, even if I don't do anything with it now, and I may not do anything with it for 10 years from now, but at least it's there. So I want you to think about that. The other thing is to really just keep your space organized. I just spent a few hours the other day, like cleaning up my office. It was a mess, this little studio office of mine. It's just like out of control once again. And I know I can't focus, I can't concentrate. I just want to clear it out. And I did I spent a number of hours on a Saturday and a Sunday and I cleaned it up and it looks great. And it's like organized again. And now I could feel like I can breathe. Because I know it's very easy for things to just quickly and I mean quickly, right? You know, you get the mail for a few days and if you don't go through it right away, they start to pile up depending on how much mail you get, right? Because I used to get a lot of magazines and trade things and it was just so much mail every day. I finally stopped getting it. Half the times I didn't get to read it. And then if I'm cutting stuff out, that's more paper that I got to put away, you know, so it just said, I'll just do it digitally for now. And, you know, if I need to see something, I'll just go to the bookstore and take a look at it. That's why I love the bookstore. So if you're a fan of books, you don't always have to buy the book. You can get it out of the library read it, review it, do what you got to do with it, and then bring it back. Okay, so you want to stay organized, right? Because the only way you're going to achieve your future and get the things done is to stay organized. If everything's disorganized and you spend time looking for stuff, you just wasted all that time looking for something, right? Whereas if you need it and you know where to get it, you get it in two minutes and boom, it's done and you can get to work. Another thing I like to do is at the end of the day is to just clear off my desk, so that when I'm at the end of the day, I can clear off my desk and have a fresh, clean desk area to work on the next morning or the next day, whenever you get back to that desk, right? So try to put your filing away. Now, I remember when I worked for HBO, I was doing contract as a temp for them, you know, going to different departments, but then they finally got a full-time job with them. And I remember talking to the guy before I even knew I was going to be working for that spot. And, uh, 
the assistant of this lawyer and he was like, you know, wanted to be an actor and dancer on Broadway or whatever he was doing. And he never seemed busy. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, she's pretty busy. She's got a lot of stuff going on. This is the woman I wound up working for. Well, when he left and I took the job over, I opened up a closet that was behind my desk and found stacks (laughs) of paper that needed to be filed away. I was not a happy camper, I gotta say. So if that's you and you have stacks of paper, now either if you've never looked at it and you just think it's just garbage, then trash it. But if it's something that's important and you need to save it, then take a couple of hours or an hour and just, you know, set a timer on your phone for an hour and then just start filing it away. Even if you don't get through the whole thing or put it in one container, maybe it's a plastic bin, a cardboard box, get it off the floor, put it in the box and then attack it a little bit each day, a little bit each month, however you want to work it out. But if you stay organized that way, I'm telling you, it's going to make your life flow easier because now you're not stressed out looking for stuff and trying to find out what the heck you did with it. I mean, don't you hate when you're looking for an important piece of paper that you have to bring somewhere and it's like, oh my God, I just saw it the other day. Now, where is it? But if you stay on top of it and you put stuff away where it belongs, or if you don't have any files, create these simple folders. Manila folders, you could put the name on them and keep your important papers in there. It's really key to be able to find things really quickly. Now, let's say you have children, right? Let's say you have three kids and they're all different ages and the different age groups, right? So you may have teenagers and then tweens and then you have some young, create folders for each of them and then put all their important papers in there. So if you have their birth certificates and if they have a passport, if they have any kind of medical conditions and you need to have proof of something, put those in there so that Let's say you're going to go on a trip. You're going to go abroad or something. You have everything right there. Instead of, oh my God, the plane's leaving in an hour and you can't find your passport or you can't find your driver's license or whatever it is. That's a problem. I remember one time going to the airport. It was, uh, I believe it was Thanksgiving Eve. And I was taking my then fiance at the time to Disney for his birthday. And We got in the car, we got to the airport, somebody dropped us off, I think, so we didn't have to take our cars there. And then we get to the ticket counter to go check in and get on the plane, and he didn't have his license. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have your license? How do you walk around without your license? Well, he left his wallet home. How do you leave the house without your wallet when you're traveling? But it happens. And you know what? We couldn't get on the plane. He called his uncle to get the, the wallet and then come out to the airport. So we wound up having to take a later flight. But it still ruined our vacation because we didn't get there when we wanted to get there, right? So that's a bitch. So now think about those types of things. You know, you want to keep any kind of medical cards that you may have. Keep them in your wallet because God forbid something happens and you're traveling and now all of a sudden you got to go, you got to be seen by a doctor. If you have your medical information, that medical card, you can go wherever you are. I remember a time when I was in Portugal and uh, and you just got out of high school and me and a good friend of mine, we decided we're going to go around Europe and we spent a, a long time out there and she wanted to rent out mopeds, you know, and I kept saying, you know, I got this really bad feeling. Something's telling me, no, let's not do it. Now I'm the first person with adventure. I'm going to go. I want to try things. I want to explore. But I was getting a bad feeling and I listened to my feelings. So, and I kept saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So she's begging me and begging me and begging me. And so I break down. I finally say, okay, sure. And I still was going against the grain, right? I get a moped. We go up about two blocks and then my moped craps out and it clonks out and I'm like okay 
do you believe me now that this is a sign to say, do not rent these, something bad's going to happen. So I thought I was maybe going to fall off or something and or get hit by a car or something. So I go back to the place to return it. And she's still really adamant about taking these out to go see this freshwater lake somewhere in Portugal. So and we're at the Algarve. And so I, I didn't want another moped. And so the guy shows me this little tiny dirt bike. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll try that. So I rode it up the block. It felt really comfortable. And I said, all right, I'll take it out, even though I look like an idiot on this little tiny thing. But you know, it wasn't as heavy as the moped and all that kind of stuff. So we go along our little way trying to find this freshwater lake in the Algarve of Portugal, not knowing where the hell we are. And she's in front of me and we're riding and she turns around and waves to me. And when she turns around, the next thing I see is that her bike is hitting the side of the road that had a little bit of a lip, you know, a curb there. And she hits it. And next thing I see is she's flying off the bike and she's landing on her shoulder. And then I see her face hit the ground. And my heart's in my mouth now because I don't know what kind of condition I'm going to see her in when I get up to her. So I fly up to her and I pull her out and she's spitting out teeth and her mouth's a bloody mess. And she's just like, my mother's going to kill me. She spent all this money on dental work. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping you're alive. And we're in Portugal in another country with just a couple of dollars in our pocket. Now what? Thankfully, the owner of the hostel we were staying at was from England. So he spoke English. So he took her to the hospital. They stitched her up. Next thing I know, for seven days, she stayed in her room. And I had to go explore by myself. She would not come out because she was too vain. And she's like, I don't want anybody to see me like this. Her lip is all blown up. But I'm thinking, nobody knows who you are. What do you care? You're in Portugal in this beautiful place. Come into the ocean. Get some salt water. You'll heal faster. But she wouldn't do it. It's really scary. And something bad happens. Now, I really thought it was me. Because I kept having that feeling, you know, something's going to happen. And if she only would listen to me, she would have saved herself all of that misery. And she would have been able to enjoy her trip in Portugal. Instead, she spent it in the room. She really never came out. She came out on the last day we were there. She came down to the beach. And that was it. And I met this lovely, uh, these two brothers. One lived in Scotland and one lived in Ireland. And they were staying in the hostel we were at. And so I was hanging out with them for most of my trip because I felt like they were like they were my older brother protecting me. And they were just really a fun uh, couple. I can't remember their names, but it was just a saving grace to know that there was somebody there. Otherwise, I'm by myself in Portugal, not knowing how to speak Portuguese. Now, Spanish, I could read it, I could speak it, but I couldn't understand Portuguese. And I could read it a little bit, but it was still a challenge. But what I'm saying is, listen to those feelings. If you have a feeling about something, you know, listen to it. It's usually a warning. It's usually telling you something. Don't be afraid to listen to it. I remember one time I was supposed to go to Hawaii. I had a free trip. I had enough miles. I planned my trip. I was working at a clinic in the offices. And I said, hey, I'm going to go to Hawaii. And it's something my mom always wanted. And she had passed on. And I thought I would go in her honor because she never got to go. And I tried to get her there. And I never got to get there. So and then the night before the trip, I had a dream that I was on the median and on the road. And these cars are passing by. And I didn't have my wallet. Now... I took that as a sign and I canceled my trip. And everybody's like, what do you mean you're not going? I'm like, I don't know. I had a really weird dream, so I'm not going. And it was a good thing because a couple days later, I got this really big bill in the mail that I wasn't counting on. It was like a 900 something dollar bill. And if I would have gone to Hawaii, I would have spent that money and not have had it to pay that bill. And I had to pay it. It was an important bill and all these kind of things. And so 
you know, you just don't know. Life brings you a lot of curveballs, right? So you got to be prepared. And then if you can stay focused on what you want to achieve, when those curveballs come, you'll still be able to achieve them because they won't knock you down. You'll be able to get back up very quickly, bounce back and just keep going. Now, the other thing is you may have to put reminders in your phone to stay motivated, literally to talk yourself into being motivated and give yourself a reward system. So if you know this big thing on your plate and you know as soon as you can knock some of it out, it could make the difference, right? It could really help you in whatever it is. So psych yourself out, okay, and start saying, all right, well, if you do this, then you get to do that. And if you do this, then you can do that. I do it myself all the time. It's like, okay, if you do these things you need to do, then the treat's going to be maybe you get to go to the beach the next day. Maybe you get to go to the park the next day. Maybe you get to do, you know, your favorite dessert, whatever it is. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I'm not saying, you know, just because you do this, you go buy yourself a new house. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, to keep the little reward system going because it's going to keep you motivated. We all need something that motivates us. Staying on a diet, right? Stop using the word diet. We don't like the word diet because it just doesn't make sense. Just say I'm eating healthy. I'm eating clean, right? I hate to say I'm on a diet because it just makes me think I'm going to fail as soon as I say I'm on a diet. I'd rather say I'm eating healthy this week. I'm eating clean this week. And so I know the stuff I'm going to put in my body is going to be better. Fourth of July weekend was really bad. I ate a lot of crappy food. And so now I'm still paying for it. But hey, I don't do it often. So I'm like, all right, you know, don't beat yourself up. Next week, you just know you got to get back on board and get back to business. All right, my drumsters, that's all I'm going to leave you with today. I hope you stay motivated. I hope you reach all your goals. And if you like this episode, please share it. Leave me a comment or a subscribe because I really don't want you to miss out on any future episodes that are coming your way. I've got some fun things down the pike and I really want you to be able to get on board with us and, and join us. So stay with it. Don't give up. And remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams and leave a trailblazing behind you. So rock on and rock out and I'll catch you on the flip side.